The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 13th of February 2018. Yesterday was my brother John's birthday. I talked to him, but I'll wish him happy birthday again on the air because he does listen to the shows. Um, also, too, I do this every show. This is all about the mental intention training I've been doing, all the rewiring of the frontal lobe, which we're going to get into more and more, and we have. You want to stand up? Um, and when we do the deep breath through the nose, you want to push it out through the mouth very slowly. So you're going to go, and then you can barely hear that. And when you do that, you say, I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable. That's just a multitude of things we do. Uh, I do mega more things, and I'm trying at this point, well, we don't try. I want to educate and help everybody to change how they think, how they feel if they're not happy with where they're getting. We've gotten into this before. You only can build from the inside out. If you are looking for external things to build you up, no matter what it is, uh, you are not going to be able to do it. And I say that, I don't like saying you can't do anything, but it's been proven, it's been researched through the ages, and believe me, what you're seeing me do here with my mind, my body, and everything now is absolutely incredible. And one other thing, don't be afraid of anything. I know that sounds uh, cavalier, but you got to start thinking that way. you got to have that confidence. you gotta, you got to sweat confidence out of you. So when people see you and the way you walk and hold yourself, they're going to say, that's somebody I want to know. It's very, very important. Um, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Also, our best product to date, Winners and uh, Champions, Inc. That's 14 modules to get you on your way. If Whether you've done it or not, it covers stone lifting, sandbag lifting, high shrugs, dips, pullovers where you want to do them either bent or you can do them straight arm, it, it, rack training like you've never seen before. And I'm, I'm on a thing now with rack training called mashing middies that when you see this film, it's going to blow you away. That's all coming too. Um, also too, I didn't say this in the beginning, men, you don't need to be apologizing for being men. And what you need to do is you need to treat treat the women you're involved with in your family like gold. And women need to do the same for their men. And I'm going to bring Kara Shaw in shortly. And if you've seen her and her boyfriend, Andrew Carney, you get the deal. Um, that's the way you got to be. I mean, obviously we all butt heads with our men or women. But you know something? The ones that really love one another, that are behind each other, no matter thin or thick, that's what you want to do. So we're even going to get into more of that, too. Um, also, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. This is the second show I am doing with Kara, obviously. Um, and we're going to do many more because I like having women on here 
and I really enjoy talking to women that are really dedicated to what they do. And that is very important because Kara, like a lot of the girls that are on here, there's a lot of young girls and a lot of young boys listening to these shows. This is the kind of stuff that can change someone's mind. And, and I mean in a big way. So we might even hit some of that too. Also, go out to uh, MotivationMuscle.com. Sign up for a free newsletter. Um, get on there and you'll get a newsletter. I did one last week. I might do one this week. If not, it will be the following week. Also, go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell. Uh, I think I've got a Fiorello Barbell company it is. Um, and then if you when you do that, Obviously, yes, it is Fiorello Barbell Company. Real men, real strength, real power. Go out there, look at the video. There's going to be a lot more coming down the road, etc., etc. And before I get into our short story that Steve Jack, we write, we read this a lot. I want to tell you something big. Uh, we have started um, allowing people. Well, we want you to come in. We want people to advertise with motivation and muscle. All right. And our first person who's come on board is Frank DeMeo and Johnny and Donnie G. Fardino. You know him through ADEX Club. Now, on April 21st and 22nd of 2018, Frank is going has put together quite a certification program. It's uh, at MaceLift.com Instructor Certification. Um, it's basically the course will teach you how to start steel club and mace training at your gym he's going to cover all the technique and the programming if you want to get in on this right now an early bird discount as frank says is 100 dollars through february 28th 2018 you get more info at macefit.com you can also contact frank directly at 941-228-8341 let me repeat that again 941-228-8341. I'll tell you one thing. Frank DeMeo has been one of the biggest supporters of motivation and muscle from the very beginning. He's on the show. In fact, he and Donnie are on, I believe, next week. Uh, together, we're going to do a three-way call about this. And I'm going to be running, obviously, some more commercials. Uh, one more in February, and we're going to run two in March. So Frank is a great guy. Um, he is a teacher, and he's a no-nonsense guy. Let me tell you, you go to one of his clinics, and you're going to learn, and he's a winner. Frank's a winner and a champion, just like everybody in our family here. And I thank Frank and Donnie for, um, you know, spending the time and spending the money to advertise through motivation and muscle. But I haven't announced it. I probably won't announce it till this Saturday on the show. Wait till you see who's coming on here Monday. I believe this gentleman's got like 100 million um, followers. That might give you a little idea. I'm telling you right now, I have worked my ass to the bone. This is all happening. It's all starting to play out now. Oh, I want to read this and get Kara right in here. So, Milo, April 1996, Volume 4, Number 1, If a Tree Falls by Steve Jack. If a tree falls in the forest, are you man enough to move it? By the end of the first week of medieval lit, I knew I was in trouble. All I could handle the term papers and most of the old English. I was, however, having trouble relating to my classmates. We read legends of heroic knights and warriors, epic poetry of steadfast seafarers, and yet 
when class dismissed, they'd prance to the sweet shop for coffee and cream puffs while I, frothing at the mouth and battle-ready, would bolt to the nearest field to throw hammers and stones. Why? I was inspired. Inspiration is not a passive word. It is built on a Latin root for spiritus, which, from which, we get spirit and literally means breath or inhale. Yogis and pearl divers aside, there's not much to be gained from holding one's breath. I believe it is equally futile to stockpile one's mental arsenal and never wage war. Now back to our tree. It seems to have fallen and blocked your path. Some will no doubt stand around quibbling as to whether it actually made a sound. How about you? And on the bottom, it says, Steve Jackless, one after the other, the two blue stones of old daily. Carrick, Scotland. Um, if that doesn't make you think, I don't know what will. And please um, keep Steve in your prayers. Um, he's got some serious stuff going on. And uh, Steve, if it wasn't for Steve, I don't know if I ever would have uh, lifted a stone. That's the same with Anthony DeTillo and the great John McKean. I thank them all, and uh, they are the best. Well, as I said, we got another winner coming in here. Um, I'm going to bring Carrie in momentarily, but I first want to give you a little information on her. Number one, she's a podiatrist, entrepreneur, a competitive powerlifter, and a strong woman. And I'll tell you right now, if you've been paying attention to Facebook, um, if you're not, um, um, what would I say, if you've never seen Kara, um, I would tell you to friend her out on Facebook and anywhere else she is, because I'll tell you right now, um, there's just certain people that are very inspiring, and as I said in the beginning, you know, the way the younger kids are coming in here, uh, to me, she's a role model, whether it's male or female, but I want girls to know that it's possible. There's opportunity everywhere. I know that was a long one, Kara, but welcome back. It's an honor. Happy New Year, and I'm very pleased you're with us again. Yeah, I'm glad to be back on. It's, it's nice to speak to you again. Thank you. Um, anything I missed, websites, anything like that, lay it out. And I'll do... um, not really. Just a wee shout-out to Outcast Barbell Sanctuary, which is um, my boyfriend Andy's gym. Okay, that's fine. We're going to hit a number of things today. Uh, Kara's been on two stone tours recently. Um, she's going to talk about some of the people that she's met in stone lifting who are all friends of our pal, Charlie Oliphant. And we're going to talk about a couple power lifting meets she's got coming up in the very near future. So, let's talk about the stone tours. Um, let's see, the last time, oh, I've seen different things. Now, I know you were at the gathering, right, if I recall? Yes, yes okay. I was. Okay, well, I'll let you take it from there. So let's talk about the gathering and where you've gone since that would have been August, I believe, of 17. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, we've done the gathering. It was such a good day. Um, it was some really good lifts and things like that. Folk um, carried it over the bridge as well. Um, such a success as well. Steve, should be really proud yeah. of the day he put on. Um, and I think this year it's going to be bigger again. Um He's doing a smashing job. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been to the gathering, and then after that, I was competing at the Andy Bolton deadlift challenge. So I basically kind of focused all my training on the deadlift challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I competed in that, and I came third out of 12. Okay. Um, I missed my third lift as well. Yep, um, yep. 
I got my, my first two lifts and I still came in third, which I was I was really chuffed at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically, I'm kind of keeping quiet and things. I, I get busy that time of year with work come like November, December. Yep. Um, and I had a wee back injury as well throughout December. Um, and then we were talking to Charlie and things and we decided that we wanted to do a stone tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when we done that the second week in January. We went away in and um, we, we done our, our stone tour. Yep. Um, so that's when we seen the Bereven, uh, the Newton Moore and the Dalwini. Yep. Um, and I got to meet, it was Charlie's friends, Mark and Liam. Yep. Those are the ones that he's training just now to lift yep. the dunnies. Yep. Um, so we done that, and then I wanted to go and see some stones as well for my 30th birthday. Um, the one I wanted to see in particular was Fianna. Um, so once we'd done, we, it was the weekend, we were on the stone tour with uh, Charlie and Mark and that. And I basically said, oh, we're going to go and see Fianna um, next month for my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. And then we just thought, oh, why don't you all come along? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just make it a group thing. And before you know it, there was 14 of us going. So, yep. yeah, it was it was really, really good. Then Charlie had, um, Lawrence was there. He came most yeah. to it. He came all the two with his, um, his uh, Charlie's wife and his little girl Diana, they met up with us later on. Yep. Um, but Lawrence was in his absolute ball. He was just in his element, just running about, and he was picking up some of the stones at Diana and things. Yep. So, do you realize? Yeah, it was really good. Do you? I mean, uh, did you know? I don't know if you know. Did you know he did a show with uh, Charlie near the end of last year with me? Did you know that? No, I didn't yeah. know that. No. Yeah. Well, we start Charlie and Lawrence. We started fathers and sons with them, and. Uh, he loved it. I mean, and he was really good, and and we had a blast. We did a three way call. Oh, he was and, definitely uh, a future stone lifter. Without season. a doubt, he was he yep. was loving it. And then, like, we were like getting him to pose and things like that. <laughs> Next minute, the tops off, the biceps are out. Oh, yep. he was honestly just thriving on it all. Um, yeah, he loved it all. Well, absolutely loved it. You know, and you think about it. I don't know if he realizes it. He might. But look at the look at the caliber of athletes that are around. I mean, you've got world class lifters, not only stones yeah. and, and and powerlifting and whatever. Um, it, you know what a thrill for a kid. I mean, seven years old to be surrounded. And you know, Charlie's on here a lot. I haven't had him on the last few weeks, but um, you know, uh, Andrew really really helped him out. And he he will oh, say yeah. yeah he will say that every time because. Just, just looking over the things he needed to shore up. I mean, you know, and and Charlie will say that over and over again. That's what got him to where he is. And it's funny now he's working with the two other guys that are getting ready yeah. to do that. And yeah. you know, Andy about it. And we talked about the stone to him, things like yeah, I would like yeah. to always like because like he feels he can lift better when Andy's about as well. Yeah. Um, and then he was saying to Andy, oh, I've actually like he was saying like I hope you don't mind like I'm kind of helping looking at your training program you gave me to try and train these other like yeah, guys to yeah, the dinnies and yeah. so it's good that it's all getting passed on and uh, inspiring other people as well and yeah, so it's, be- it's really good to see and it's like say I was there with the journey with um, Charlie when he just started doing the training for the dinnies and it was seeing him through his journey and Yep. I mean, he just, he lifts them like packs of toilet rolls. I know, I know. He totally glides off the ground. He's, he's fantastic at it. Um, um, so it's he, good to see him now moving on doing that. And yeah. And kind of teaching other folk how to do it. 
Well, we were talking about that because, you know, he said, you know, like yourself, meaning me, you know, I've trained alone. Now I'm suddenly in a gym again. So he said at first that was something he had to get used to. But, you know, it's like anything. He's in a great role right now. He's training, you know, like you said, he's passing it down, what he learned from Andrew. And these guys, no doubt, are going to do it. I I just don't see him not being able to if they listen to Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, Because we... um I've mostly kind of been more in Mark's company. Liam came the first stone tour with us, but unfortunately he couldn't make it for the second tour. Okay. I met Mark on New Year's Day, yep. and we went up to Charlie's just for a couple of wee bit of food and some drinks and things, and yep. I had my dress and my, my Kurt Geiger heels on, and then next minute Charlie's like, do you want to go out and we'll, we'll lift the dunnies? So just as well, I had my Jordans in there. <laughs> the I my Jordans on. So here's me out there. Um, Charlie's um, one of Charlie's kind of the gym bit that he's got in his house to with the dinnies. So I'm out there with my Jordans on, my dress on, hair all done, makeup all done, false yep. eyelashes on, yep. pulling up these dinnies. Um, so we were doing that, and we were seeing Mark um, lift them as well. And yep. he, as I say, he's came the last, the two stone tours, and he's just I think he says he's been doing it about ten months. Yeah, um, and it just seems to come dead natural to him. He's he's a real. I mean. He's a guy, I think he's 53, he's a granddad. Wow, um, wow, quite a wow. young guy. Yeah. He's a young granddad, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's he's doing fantastic, and it just seems to come really natural to him. So I'm actually really looking forward to do, seeing his list. I think, is it the 28th of April, I think, they're doing their dinner lift. Okay. Um, so it'll be good to see. Yeah. Because um, he, he's doing really, really well. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I want to ask you two questions in a row. Um. You know, Jan Todd, I've heard different things that, you know, she was the first woman and the only woman, as far as I know, that lifted the Denny Stones, all right? What do you feel that you need to go, I know, I I can't remember, Stevie said it's going to be called something different than The Gathering, I believe, um, when he was on here not that long ago. What do you feel you need in your mind to lift both of those Denny Stones and be the then we'll call it the second woman to ever lift these mammoth stones. I think you need the determination, you need the confidence, you need yep. to just tell yourself you can do it. Um, I mean, I lifted them both individually. Um, I think I'm one of six women to have done that. Yep. Um, and, and, I mean, I, I would love to lift them, and uh, the both of them together. I think it would be such a great achievement to, oh. to have done that. Hell yeah. Even with the Shanksy stones, um, like oh Jack Shankstone, I was the first woman to lift them, and I was like, I was so chuffed because I'm as much as it's a bit of history, and it's like, well, I've been the first woman to actually lift them. Yeah, I'm not the strongest woman in the world, but I'm the first woman to have lifted them. And um, and Andy's got a friend called Donna. Donna Moore. Donna's world's strongest woman. Yep. And I think she would hammer the Denny's. I, I, I would love to see her lift them. I think yeah. she'd be. I think. I think if I had one person in mind who would lift them, I think it would be her. Wow. Um, she'd be next up to her. She's a strong, strong woman. Um, such an inspiration as well. What she does. She's. Oh, she's scary as hell. Seeing her <laughs> training videos. Oh my god. Uh, um, now, now is she from Ir- Is she from Ireland? Is that no, where? No, she's, she's she's UK. From Scotland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's the Scottish Shrugs. I'm not actually too sure where she stays. Okay. Um, but I've I've met her a couple of times. Um, but yeah, what a what a strong woman. Is she on um, now? I want to ask you so I don't forget. Is she on Facebook? Yes, she is. She are is. you are you friendly enough? Where would you ever be able to introduce her to me? 
through Facebook? Yeah, I mean, uh, Andy's very friendly with us. Okay. He could, he could say. Um, he's probably more, he's more okay. friendly with her than me. Okay. Uh, I'd love to so, talk yeah. to her. I mean, it's it's just mainly, you know, to see what she does, you know, what what is it that's driving her. I mean, look, you know, that's that's one of the biggest things I want to ask you, too, right now. It's like, obviously, you got to have the desire and the discipline and commitment and you know you got to be committed with both feet in the ground but that's great and everything but you were around you know obviously andrew is probably one of the best stone lifters in the world there's no doubt about it oh yeah, uh, fantastic. Uh, you know uh, he's done things that nobody right, has ever done with right things. right but what what do you th- you know okay he's very he's got a real gift to do this i mean there's no doubt about it all right but there's a lot of people that have real gifts and they can't follow through what do you think it is you know where a guy like andy can go and do this stuff and let's say somebody's got comparable um ability but they can't pull it off what what do you think it is well at present moment i'm saying he's doing all this because he's still trying to impress me i mean it's only been a year so he's still got to keep me in my toes and keep me impressed so he yep. needs to show off do you know what i mean he can't he can't disappoint me absolutely <laughs> hey what the hell man Andy's, Andy's got a lot of, he, he's a determined guy, he sees something, Yeah. he knows he can lift it, Yep. and he doesn't give up, yep. um, he'll get a feel for the stone, like when we go out he'll get a wee feel for it and you see him, because Andy doesn't just go down and he'll pick up the stone, so we went and done the Arbolic and he was, the, he's the only man so far I know that has um, shouldered it, yeah. I think there's been seven other previous men that have lapped it. Yep. But they've never stood up with it when he managed to shoulder it. Yeah. And we were there for a good wee while and he gets a good feel for it and he knows he knows he was that feeling about it and he'd be like, right, no, I can lift that, I can lift that. He says, I can do that, I can get it on my shoulder. And then before you know it, he's up there, he's got it on his shoulder, he's got the determination. Yeah. He's he just owns the stone, that's that. He he sees the stone, it's his, he's lifting it. Um so yeah, he's he's got a really good attitude, even when he competes in the powerlifting and things. Yeah, oh yeah. He has such a good attitude. Um he just goes out there to them and to be the best. That's that's what he does. Well you know you know what to get the confidence with it. Yeah, you know what it seems like though too? Um, like when Charlie was telling me about the program that Andy put him on and stuff, he seems in some ways to me, I, I watch him lift stones and stuff, and I, I know we talk about visualization and determination and looking at the end result, but he seems to me more of like a mechanical mind almost to me where, yeah. he, 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 you know, you and I both know a stone that you can't pull off the ground you put it back down, and somebody might be watching and tell you, "Hey, turn that 180," and suddenly the thing comes flying on your lap. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never met Andy. Obviously, he's been on the show a number of times. But when I watch him, I just think of him mechanical with things. Like when I say mechanical, I mean he knows how to lift the stone. He knows how to stand over the stone. You know what I mean? Yeah. He knows, okay, do I tilt it this way? How do I move this? And how do I get it up the front of me and throw it on my uh, shoulder? Yeah. That's what I'm That's saying. He, sets, he gets a feel for the stone and he yeah, gets it yeah, that yeah. stone has. Yep. Same with done the wall. It's just there. Um, yep. He literally just threw it up. He, <laughs> he got a wee feel for it, a couple of wee lifts of it, and then like everybody else was a wee shot. Then he went up and he literally just threw it up on his shoulder. Um, yeah. Because yep. I've watched his little his video that's on YouTube. So I actually really like that video that he made of the stone tour he done before. Yep. And it was watching his lifts compared to what he's actually lifting now. And I think like even with the piano and things, he done fantastic. He done better this yeah. time than what he done the last time. Yep. 
um, and the, the breathing, he tested one of one his arms didn't quite lock out. It was literally just one arm was locked out, one wasn't. But the breathing, pressing that above his head and things, yeah, um, yeah. he'd done fantastic with that as well. And bear in mind, he's not just doing it the once, he's not pressing it above his head, getting his picture and that's it. I think Andy done that about 15 times. He's a nightmare. Wow. You'll video him. You'll video him. And he'll be like, right, no, I'm not happy with that. I have to go and do it again. It's like he's <laughs> been like, He shouldered that Adborlik about, it must have been about 13 times or something. Holy he shouldered cow, that. cow, um, wow. Plus the fact there was a hill, I kept saying he's, he's such a show-off, there was a hill <laughs> next to the Adborlik stone. And every time a hill walker came, he's like, oh, I think I'll just fling it up my shoulder again. And I'm like, <laughs> show-off. Like, <laughs> hey, you know something? Yeah, so he ended up shouldering it about 13 times. So as I say, when you see a picture, that's not the first time he's done it. He's sat and done it numerous yeah. times before that. So it's, it's I me mean, pre-exhausting himself, and yet he's still pulling everything off. Yeah, well, you know, like you said, he, he, you got to have a will of iron to keep doing. You know, there's something with you mentally when you can do things like that. And that's yeah. why his success rate is so high. You know, it was on here the other day which is real, he's very impressive with the Dinnies, and I know he wants to walk him, was Mark Haydock the other day. Holy God, man. I mean, the stuff he's pulling and the track bars and everything, I mean, um, I I can see him doing what he's planning on doing, too. Um, It's a certain level of not only the strength, it's just... Whatever it is that's running on the inside of people that they've got that idea, I can do it no matter what. But like I said, it's more than that because you're taking the action to get this done. And obviously this result, you know, I've been doing a lot of thought and a lot of studying on end results. And a lot of times when you go and build the end result, it bypasses all the BS you put yourself through mentally in between. And... Like I've been doing, I've been doing this for the last two days. I've been walking, well, I won't say walking. I've been lifting the Husafel successfully off the ground and coming around the sheep pen, like at, at, at speed, like at, at blinding yeah. speed. And it's the end result. You know, I'm seeing my hit, dropping the stones, yelling full sturker, hands up. That's all I've been, every day. I mean, I'm talking to you right now. I'm, the video's playing in my head right now right now as i'm speaking yeah. with you and i do believe more and more if you can see the end result completed uh you're gonna get it i mean obviously oh, definitely. You know, i mean andy doesn't even do any like he doesn't do stone training he doesn't lift the atlas stones right, on a regular right. basis. Fact, he does his power lifting training yep so for the fact that he can just go out and pick up a stone because it is it's totally different to a gym lift it's not on a barbell. It's not on. You don't warm up the same. And right, things. right, this is right. This an right. abnormal shaped stone in the middle of nowhere. So he doesn't. I say not even with Atlas stones. With he doesn't now and again um, with his friend John Pollock. But it's not a thing that he has on his training program to train right. with stones. Right. So it's for someone just to go out and do crazy things like that when it's not a thing that they they do like they're not pressing stones above their head. He'll do presses above his head with gym equipment. Sure. But he's not practicing with them um, stones or anything like that. So it's it's quite good. Well, you know um, what I, you know what I think though too. People don't get this. If you know how to train properly with weights, 
you can do everything you need in the gym, and I still believe, well, Andy's proved it. He can go and pick up any stone he wants. Yeah. But but yeah. there's a way of doing things. I mean, people don't realize, like a lot of people talk to me or they'll say, well, what do you got to do to go over there? I say, well, you better have at least a lifetime of some weight training in you. But, yeah. you know, if you don't have the fingers and you don't have the hands and you don't have the lower back, and especially this is the failure. I mean, especially this is one of the things Charlie had to do. If you don't have that trap rhomboid, um, yeah. As I say, um, uh, I call them the uh, Roman pillars down your back on each side. Yeah. You, you're you're going to have a bitch of a time lifting well, a stone. It's your posture as well. I yep, mean, yep. I say with a barbell, you can yep. sit in it, you can get your bum down, you can keep your back straight. With a stone, it's pretty difficult to try and keep your posture as good while yep. you're lifting a stone. It's, it's, it's just a totally different thing to a gym lift. So, yep. yeah, you definitely need to have your strong back. You need to have... Um, as you see, like your your your, your rhomboids and that, it has to oh, be yeah. all really strong and, and able to lift it. Because if you don't, you're going to knock your back out. You're going to do yourself an injury. You're going to hump over, and it's just yeah, it's not going to be good. So why well, yeah, the strength there? You know, I read a real interesting article that was written, I think, in the early '70s in the old Perry Raider Iron Man, and they were talking about they couldn't fi- figure out. You know how a lot of the Russian lifters and anybody in that era. So that was Alexius era. Um, you know, like Serge Redding, uh, uh, Patera here in the United States, et cetera, et cetera. And Joe Doobie was a big Olympic lifter. I mean, massive man. And they couldn't figure out though how these guys were just setting record after record. And of course, yeah. of course, they're going to say the same thing. Well, they had better drugs. Well, if that was the case, anybody that took the drugs could lift it. And you and I both yeah. know they won't. But this was the interesting thing that came out of the article. And this was the, they were showing like the erectors of even a 183 pound, um, like he was, um, he was involved, obviously, Olympic lifting, but there was other track and field. I'm telling you right now, you look at this guy's back, and literally you could put your fist between the middle of his back and you it'll lose it at that weight. Well, then, at near the end, they said, what we found is this. We believe when you build the back from top to just above your ass crack and you hit yeah. those spinal erectors and thicken them like columns as I call them, Roman columns or or like boa constrictors this is what they said at the very end because I'll never forget it, they said you will lift anything well that's, I mean I knocked my back out um, it must be about November December, a lot of mine's to do with posture with my work, I work yeah. about 50 hours a week I do 12 hour shifts Monday to Friday Yep. and being a podiatrist it's, uh, you're not always in the ideal position and I have to adapt my position around the people yep. who are disabled yep. people who are obese that can't lift up their legs and yep. care homes things like that so in December was my really busy period and I knocked my back out and I was really struggling to lift. I mean, I was trying to lift even 95 kilo and I yeah. lift. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't get it off the ground. Every time I went to pull, I felt as if something was going to snap in my yeah. lower back. Yep. Um, so I gave my back a rest and I didn't train as much either. I just done some just very light yep. exercises. And then I seen Ronnie, um, one of the, the physio guys that go into the Andy's gym and he cracked all my lower back into place. I'd actually knocked something out. Yeah. And it was hitting off like a nerve and things. Um, he fixed it all for me and now he's gave me 
back exercises to do. So yep. I'm now on the reverse hyper and yep. I'm doing planks and things like that and make sure I stretch properly before I'm lifting and what a difference it's made. My back has been fantastic and yeah. I got back in track. I felt as if I'd lost a lot of strength, like I was kind of struggling and Andy sat me down and he wrote me a new program and he's got my confidence back up now and yeah. I pulled my openers, I've got a competition um, in a couple of weeks and I pulled my openers for three singles nice. um, the other day, yesterday in the gym it was and it felt easy, though I start going I want to go heavy and I want to do this and Andy has to tell me, no, no, right right, right, stay <laughs> with the program think, Yep. yeah, sometimes but, I think Andy really wants to crack up with me but um, yeah, so it felt really good and that, that was such a, a confidence booster and it's just so good pulling that and realising my back's not going to go out because I was, I was terrified to pull something. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, after your back, yeah, that's yeah. you keep it for months. Yeah, but you know what the thing is too, even you know this, we, but we're all guilty of this, the, the lower back is small. All right, and you know you're out doing stone tour after stone tour. You're getting ready for powerlifting meets, and just just the mileage you're putting on your body to stay super strong. Okay, for these goals, we even lose sight of that because how much how much do you think your back's going to take before it tells you no more? You know, know. I'm I'm very guilty of that. I don't listen to my body. Yeah, Um, I get really tired. As I say, I work stupid shifts. Yeah, constant. I'm running a business. I've expanded my business recently. And, Good for you. Um, so I'm constantly working. We're away a lot of weekends, and you're trying to make sure you get your sleep, and then you're training five days a week, and yep. you yep. want to do cardio as well. And always, and sometimes I sit, you sit and think and question yourself, why am I tired? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? But then you're like, no, look at what you're doing. You're not working normal jobs. You're, right, you're not, right. Y- your situation's crazy compared to normal working people, sure. and you're sure. trying to fit in five days powerlifting and you're trying to do this and yeah. you're away at weekends so yep. yeah it's um, well, it's sometimes a- you do need to give your body a rest and you need to listen to it absolutely and you know too I mean you're like a lot of people you got a relationship going you got to make time yeah. for that I mean you're competing all over you got to meet coming up you got to meet in April and then obviously I'm sure you guys are going to be doing some stone tours or whatever oh that, definitely, well, definitely well that's what I want to ask you um, obviously um, you've got two meets coming up and uh, what, what, do you, what do you see with these two powerlifting meets Where do you, how do you feel you're going to do on them um, well, I've got Tattooed and Strong, which is it's a tattoo convention um, called Tattoo Tea Party down in Manchester. So that's over two days. I think Andy's emceeing at it, and I'm competing on a Saturday. So okay. it's push-pull, so it's bench press and deadlift. Okay. Um, my bench press, I've got a wee problem with my rotator cuff. Again, it's work-related. Um, I don't have the flexibility on my left shoulder because of the way I hold myself and work. Yep. Um, so I'm now I'm getting physio for that to help strengthen it. And I actually... I can press better in a specialist bar because of the way, like the camber band, yeah. things like that, because yep. of how I come that wee bit forward, whereas if I come that wee bit back with a standard bar, it's restricting my, my pressing, and yep. I've got a, all my other muscles are overcompensating for it. So with that, I mean, I, I'd be happy if I got even a 50 kilo press, okay. because at the yep. present moment I'm struggling with that, whereas yep. before I could do but 52 and a half to 55 last year, and sometimes I, I feel as if I should be doing much better than what I was last year, but then I've been too hard on myself because I've got this injury in my shoulder. Yeah. It's not been the best. You're trying to rehabilitate it. 
and sometimes I think you feel as if you should be so much further on than what you are yep. and it's kind of held you back so I'd probably say a 50 kilo press I'd be really happy with Right. and I really want my 130 kilo deadlift um, nice I done my, my my PB just now is 122 and a half and that was at the Andy Bolton comp I yep. done my 115 kilo opener I pulled my 122 and a half got that up good and I put 130 in the bar got it above my knees and hitched it I got it up but because I hitched basically well, can I ramped it back a wee bit and because I done that I get red lights yep so but the thing is it was so frustrating because it didn't feel heavy right it did not feel heavy I don't know if your adrenaline's going everything like that that weight was it was weightless yep and yep. that just basically mucked up on my form so that is my aim. I want to get my 130 kilo. Um, nice deadlift. I would, I would be really, really happy with that. Yep. And then I've got the Scottish, um, which is the end of April. So again, we'll continue back on the training program after that. Yep. And hopefully try and, I don't know, maybe even add about five or seven kilo on my deadlift. It would be, I would be really happy with that. But first of all, we'll take it in stages. We'll get my 130 kilo and we'll take it from there. Well, I was I'm, very, I'm very much so. I always try and go. I want this and I want that and I want yeah, that. Yeah. And he's like, hold the bus, hold the bus. Like, yeah, do this the, first, yeah, gain yep. this, and then yep. start thinking from there. Whereas I'm always constantly wanting more. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> Which like, I suppose is a good thing. It keeps you determined. Absolutely. But you know, like what you're doing now in a few weeks, in some ways, that's going to be a good barometer and a good tune-up for April. You know. Yeah, I'm kind of using tattooed and strong as a confidence booster. Yeah. Because yeah. I had basically, see, after I done the Andy Bolton comp, I was totally on my element. I loved it. It was the first time I'd ever competed. And I used to do karate when I was younger. And I yeah. stopped doing that when I was maybe about 17. So I stopped competing after the age of maybe 16, 17. So I hadn't really been to any competitions of any sort. My nerves, oh my God, <laughs> standing in that line. You feel as if you're going to be sick. You don't yep, think you need yep. a pee. You're like, yep. oh my God. Yep. And then next week your name's called, you're out there and your head just goes blank and you just lift it. <laughs> totally loved it. Yep. Loved it. But yep. oh my God, the nerves. Yeah. Um, so I'm using Tattooed and Strong as just basically a wee confidence booster to get my PBs, yep. see where I'm at for when I'm going to compete in the Scottish and I wasn't going to do squat in the Scottish I have really tight adductor muscles and my squats weren't yep. the best yep. but now we've rectified that I'm really happy with my squat I'm hitting depth I'm feeling really good so yeah I'm going to do that in the Scottish going to go full power rather than just like deadlift only yeah. um, and I'm really looking forward to, to competing on that that's awesome um let, let's. I, I know you're going to do some tours, but I wanted to make sure we uh, identified all the powerlifting. I'm talking from your what you want here. I mean, obviously there's stones everywhere, and I know you talked about the Fiana. What what is it you want personally for Kara this year? What what stones would you like to say? This is what I planned on doing. This is what I went after, and I had success with everyone. So what do you got? You know, I would actually like to lift one of the manhood stones when you when you see. I mean, some of them are the lighter ones are maybe what about ninety kilo, hundred kilo. Yep. And again, I mean, I'm pulling hundred and thirty kilo deadlift. Yeah. These stones, oh my god, they weigh a ton. Yeah. So it's that different setting. It's you just cannot judge. I mean, there's folk that would probably pull a two hundred kilo deadlift, but probably couldn't even lap that stone. Yep. Um. So yeah, I would like to do a wee bit more stone training. Um. Because I was saying that to Andy, I was like, I really enjoy doing it, and I would like to get like even smaller stones to practice at home, and yeah. just to even see if I can lap some, yep. um, and maybe can I lift one of the lighter stones, and even just get wind under it. Me and um, me and Liz, uh, Liz Elliot, 
she's one of the other women that's lifted the yep, knees individually. Yep, yep. We lifted the breathing together because um, we nice. were up and I was like, that's not going to work. So it's like, right, Liz, let's get in here. We're doing this together. We're getting wind under it. So that, we both of us lifted it together, um, done teamwork. Yep. But no, it would be, it would be nice to, um, when I go these stone tours, to even get wind under some of the, the lighter stones. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, see, I just love going on them. I think the atmosphere is great. You're seeing beautiful parts of Scotland. Scotland is areas of Scotland are just the most beautiful places you'll I ever know. see. Um, and then say when we went to Fianna and things, there was other wee stones about. So there was a love heart stone sitting. So we were all picking up the girls. were picking up the love heart stone, and yep. then there was other stones thing about. So I shouldered one, and so it's good fun. As I say, just when you go to these places and there's other stones about, you just get that wee practice with it. Um, also, I would like to do Charlie Stones are still that's on my yeah. list of things I need to do because I've not had a chance to do them yet. Yeah. Um, again, when he had because he'd done his Stones at Hostel Strength, he'd done a wee a wee day in December, but again that was my time I'd knackered my back. Yeah. And yep. I, I know I wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, so yeah, he's. Um, I'd like to do his stones again. So that's that's my my aim is to get his his stones done and. <laughs> I think there's plenty of opportunities to do it. He's bringing them to the gathering. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we end up really busy. Because the last time I couldn't go to play Gowdy Highland Games last year to do them because um, Andy had to go down to a competition in Bristol. So, yep, yep. like between April and like September, October, me and Andy are away most weekends. Yep. Um, with strongman comps, um, Highland Games, powerlifting, we're away quite a lot. So, but there's plenty of opportunities, and this year definitely, I'm I'm getting the the stones done this year. Yeah, that I mean, I, let me ask you. I mean, is is Scotland? You know, like I can tell you from Iceland that a lot of the big manhood stones they're spread all over the place, and some of it is a lot of travel. All right. Um, you know, one, you know, like when I say on the other side of the fjords, I mean, that is, you're talking probably a seven hour drive. Now, let's just say, you know, with, I know, I know for a fact, I know that, um, uh, the Inver's not that far from the Denny's. But when we're talking about all the other famous stones in Scotland, are we talking like big spreads of travel? Or are the proximities very close no, to one another? There's, there's some of them that are quite close to each other. Um, I'm trying to think of ones that are actually close to each other. Geography is not my story. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's all right. Yeah, because um, even when we were doing your tour, we done Sheriff Moor, then we went to Balquidder, and then we went to Glen Lyon. And it was about a forty-minute drive. In oh, that's not stone, bad. Yeah, which isn't too bad because it's getting your wee rest in between the stones. Again, we bit of banter when we're driving to the stones and things. Um, but there's the, when we were passing signs like Lock Head and I'm like, to Andy off, like yeah. that, like that Borlick's down that way, and he was telling me there was other stones round about, and but there's only so much you can yeah. do in oh, one yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, yeah, so a lot of them in Scotland are quite close to each other. Yeah. Um, and some of them are just like it's it's basically like a road trip you're doing, and you just plan your morning and just go and do one stone and yeah. and um, drive to them. So that's you know something that um, I think Bill was saying one day. No, was it? Maybe it was Martin. I don't remember where they were. I don't think Andy was with them, or maybe it was. Uh, Maybe Charlie, though. I remember, I don't know what, they went to lift and they'd gone out very early in the morning and the stone was, like, basically frozen to the ground. You know, I mean, stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, Andy had, that was uh, the 
was it the Putrick they went and done? That might have been. And it was uh, frozen to the ground because I yeah. think Andy yeah. told me a story of they'd pulled, I think they'd got lost a wee bit and it was these policemen had stopped <laughs> and they were basically saying like, are you alright? Yeah. And they're like, no, we're looking for this and then Stop. they found it. So the policemen are standing there going, right, you, we want to see this. They go to try and lift it and the thing's stuck to the ground. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I think I mean, the policemen eventually get bored and went away. And I, yeah. I think it was Andy and uh, was Andy, John and Charlie, was it? What we, yeah, I think and John, yeah. John had big sticks in. He was trying to loosen it and everything. So eventually they loosened it and yeah. um, they, yeah. they brought it up. But yeah, it was yeah. Like frozen to the ground. But that's but what I, I love. Where the Putrick is though, it's quite, because when we went there, it was marshy as hell, like it was total mud, and yeah. I did my wellies, a lot of them didn't have their wellies, and they were walking down to it, and they were just covered in mud, it was <laughs> wet and soggy, and oh yeah. That's <laughs> cool, so, yeah, but you know what, that's what it's all about, it's like you're out in the middle of nowhere, no cheering, you know, you know, you don't have 10,000 yeah, fans, you know what I mean, you're, you're with each other, you support each other, and that's how you do it, I mean, that's what it's all about, that, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, when we went to the first stone, the Wallace, it was kind of raining and things. Yeah. Um, it was yep. cold, it was raining. Yep. But we had, uh, it was a gazebo thing, so Andy put that up for us all to stand under. Yeah. While they, um, they were lifting the stone and things like that. You just deal with it. It's, they say as much as it was cold, it was wet, it was, but it was good. It was good fun. Without a doubt. Um, when Stevie was on here too, because we were talking about, you know how you're starting to see uh, uh, I don't want to say it's not really a resurgence but you're starting to see more and more people like you said the gatherings grown like more 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 lately than it had in a hundred years okay but we're talking about this in your opinion what you've been seeing and you've been around it enough now it, it, do you see a lot of growth now in stone lifting not just okay uh, yeah the more it's publicised, like Andy putting on videos and guys yeah. are like, oh, what's that? Like, um, like, what are you doing? Where are these? Then they start researching and then they'll go on like that website that tells you all about yeah, Martin. And yeah, things. Martin's site. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it is becoming more publicised, especially like dinner gathering, things like that. I know there's a whole load of oldies in Greenock um, where I work. They all now know about the manhood stones yeah. every time yeah. they're in the work. They're like, what are you lifting this weekend? And yeah, yeah. You start telling them, it's like, what are you doing this weekend? It's like, oh, I'm going on a stone tour. And they're like, okay. <laughs> they're like, the manhood stones of Scotland. And they're like, all right. And then I start telling them about the yeah, manhood stones. Yeah. And I tell them about one we're going to see. And a lot of them are like, have you ever heard of the Denny stones? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have heard of the Denny stones. So the Denny's are one of the most popular ones. Yes, um, And a lot of folk have kind of heard them. And then um, I start telling about all the other stones that are about and things like that as well. So, yeah, I think it's becoming more and more publicised. And, and as I say, as people put videos on Facebook yeah, and things yep, like that, more yep. and more people are getting interested. Because it is a really good hobby. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you told me two years ago, because um, me and Andy were talking about this the other day, like, when I was 28, he says... And your 28th birthday, if someone said, Cara, for your 30th, <laughs> you're going to be standing in the most rural of places watching people lifting stones. Right. And your retail, you'd be lifting stones. And that, that, that's what you'd be doing. I'd be like, no way. That's, yeah, like, right. that's, that right. sounds crap. But, oh, no, I absolutely love it. I just, I love it. Well, that's why you never say never because you'll see many people, oh, I would never want to do it. And the next thing they are doing it and they're like, voracious to do it and you know that was one of the things when stevie and all of us are talking i mean we've taken this show and it's 
we've just pushed everything we can about Stones out. And and you look at you look at the people that are on here. I mean, they're the top stone lifters in the world. And I mean, you know, um, and there's more coming on. You know, we're waiting to hear from different people. And this one's telling me, well, you, I'll help you contact this girl or guy. Um, yeah. You know, the idea here is this. Um, it doesn't matter what you start with. Just get started, you know. And, I mean, I think when you look at it now as well with yeah. strong man, strong woman, powerlifting, yep. Yep. stone lifting. Uh, there's more and more people getting involved in it. Yeah. Um, and then when you look at, I mean, when you, people going to gym and weight training, stone lifting's your old-fashioned way of proving your strength. Yeah. So that's like going back to like historical ways, and it's like, yeah, I can pull this in the gym, but you know what? See if I can pull that. I'm testing my manhood, and it's that. Yep. It's that way. It's, it's, it's the old-fashioned way of doing things, and sometimes it's just good to go back to an old-fashioned way of proving. That you're, you're basically your manhood kind of thing, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so. I, yeah. But you know what it is too. Um, it, it's really the adventure too. You know, uh, you can go to any gym, and obviously, you know, some gyms are much more hardcore than others. I got it. But a gym is great, but it's not the same as going on that road no. adventure, you know. And and your and it's your the history. Yeah, I mean, you look at yeah. these stones. I mean, the breathing, the breathing is one of my favorite stones. Um, yep. I think it's because I'm obsessed with graveyards and probably <laughs> mostly dead people. So yep, yep. the fact that it's got this shallow grave and then reading up on it, it dates yep. back to the 1500s. Yep. It was used as a form of punishment, and I'm like, God, how many people get this stone dropped on them? No shit. You know I mean, and yeah. Things like that. I mean, it, it's crazy to think all those years ago this yep. stone was here. Yep. Um, it's just the history of it all. I love reading up on it. I see you read up in like the Donald Dinney and then you look at Jack Shanks doing yep. it and things. Yep. Yep. I mean, the history of this to say that all these years ago this person was doing this and now I'm doing it and now I'm visiting these places and things. Um, I mean, see, they believe in this 50, the 1500s. I mean, that's over 500 years ago. Without a doubt. Being in use. At least, you know what I mean? They're obviously just kind of basing on a, a, approximate times and things. Um, so yeah, when, when you when you look at that and see the history of it and things, it's it's really interesting. Well, you know what I think seriously when you look at Jim and Jack, and especially like Jack at about 170 pounds that lifted those. I, know. Di- I mean, let, let's let's be frank here. Um, most guys are at least mid twos to over 300 that are doing them, okay? All right, yeah. so the weight's going to work for you, obviously. But what was so unique about those two gentlemen is this. They were not super heavyweights, and they lifted yeah. them. And then, you know, when I was talking to Stevie the last time, you know, about the shank stones, I didn't realize the shank stones are heavier than the Denny stones. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're, um, yep, yep. the Denny's are 144 and 188, yep. isn't it, roughly? Yep. Um, Jack Shanks is, is 164 or something in 200. Wow, wow. It's somewhat, wow. yeah. Um, Monsters. Yeah, it's heavier, but... Yeah, when you look at them, I have to laugh. It's the picture of him doing it in the shirt and tie. I know. I, is that all? Yeah, it's awesome. It looks like he just <laughs> came from. It looks like he just got out of church like and I he just right out for lunch. At the <laughs> office, these I know. Uh, you know what? It, you know what it was. It was just such a different time. Like a lot of things. Okay. I, I, I don't think you know these guys weren't like okay. I got to have ten thousand calories a day. I got to You know, they, they they were like you know what. I'm going to go lift this damn thing no matter what, you know, I, and I didn't know that obviously about the shank stones until 
I think uh, Charlie told me first, but then Stevie and I got talking. He says, yeah, my yeah. father my father used to train the shank stones to get ready for the dinnies. I was like, son of a gun. I mean, I, yeah. it, it's a big beast of stones. Oh. I actually liked the stones. I actually felt my lift of the 200 kilo shank stone was better than the bigger dinny. Really? Um, yeah. I actually felt, I felt more comfortable lifting that one than the bigger dinny. Yeah, I mean, I, and I can't wait to meet Jack. I mean, I, you're very lucky. Oh, he's a great yeah. guy. He is so yeah. lovely. So, yeah. so lovely. You know, um, it, it, when you talk about a di- I don't even like calling them athletes. To me, it's like physical culture. But, you know, if you go back in time and look at any sport, and people say, well, it's just the way the romance of it. No, it's not, because there was a different the the person was a different style of person yeah. to him i mean and we got to remember back in a lot of those days i know jack was a police officer but manual labor was the king and i still believe yeah, yeah I, I think anybody that does manual labor and lifts seriously it's gonna bleed over into that big time so yeah. you know now we're obviously you know we're more of a technical society etc cetera, etc cetera. i mean back then a laborer yeah. wasn't using machinery or anything they were doing proper labour work yep, yep, um, yep. and things like that so yeah it was it was more more hands on working things even farmers oh yeah the technology of farmers and how they've grown yep um, back then they never had that so they were basically doing big heavy load workouts during their working day yeah just think about getting up say at four o'clock in the morning and you had to really milk the cows and you had to hay the whole thing i mean just think of the might you just drew from that stuff i mean well we know charlie's a farmer so i mean you know um that has to go in with what he does with training i mean strength is strength no matter what but it's too bad because you see too many kids now so obese and oh, it's terrible. It is. On computers it is. and yep, that's things it. like that. Yeah, it really. That's why I like to see kids getting into like the stone lifting, the yeah, strongman yeah. stuff, or the gym and things. Yep. Because um, I mean, if I had a wee boy, I'd be encouraging him to do it. I think it's great to keep them active. Yep. Get them away from the computer. Limit oh, yeah. the time. Yet. Stop taking them to McDonald's every <laughs> yep. couple of days. And yep do that as a treat do you know what I, mean? I never got a mcdonald's at the age of 15 when i could go out and buy it because my, yep. Own, my yep. mom and dad wouldn't take me yep. but now it's just changed days it's things that people do they feed their brains processed foods yeah. they yep. let their kids sit in their bedroom all the time and and they're basically their kids are getting fat it's yeah. it's, it's no good and they're just going to grow up to then do that with their kids and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse yep well my buddy gareth denyer who's on here he's got a gym down in texas and he he's I think he's graduated over a hundred Division One football players out of his gym, which is phenomenal. And we got talking on the last show he was on, and I said, I mean, I, my brother-in-law is a high school football coach, and I can't tell you the stuff. You, I don't go to the games anymore because I could get violent with those parents. I mean, you know, if they're not yelling at the coach yeah. or the kid or whatever, and you know, you look at these people. If they ever played a down of anything, it would have been a miracle, okay? Yeah. And, and Gareth was telling me, he said, you know, the kid, a lot of the kids now, they don't want to work hard. And this is a thing that's no. crazy. If it's not the mother and father, it's mostly the mothers now. He said the mothers are literally calling him, screaming at him and saying, you're too hard on my son. You know what I'd be like? Get your son and get the hell out of here. Yeah, you know? that's it. That's it. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I think, I mean, you don't, there's a difference between being hard on someone and being bad to someone. Exactly, you know I mean? exactly. You, you need to push your kids, you need to encourage them. I'm very, I know we spoke about this the last time, I'm very passionate about obesity and things like that and how to tackle it. And my yeah. job, I see obesity, I see the problems that come along with it. Oh. I'm seeing folk at the age of 40, yep. they're 30 odd stone, they're eating themselves to death, and you're yeah. thinking, yeah. you're not going to see your 50th birthday, you're no. going to be dead. Not at all. And, and you know, it's terrible. It, well, it is terrible. And you know what? It's like um, we see a lot of these kids, you know, they're from broken homes or there's something going on. And a lot of the ways they, they cope with it is they begin to eat. Eat feel yeah. eating feels good, and we all know too. I mean, with, with with the brain, I mean, when you keep going back to things, whether they were good or bad for you, it creates chemicals. And believe yeah. it or not, people don't realize this: what you think about creates chemicals. And if they're chemicals, no matter if they're positive or negative, the body gets used to feeling good from them. So yeah. you you know you could be reenacting the same negative thing over and over and you're just the eating it's creating the chemical that makes you feel There's good so much, yeah. eating is one of the biggest addictions i think yep. i think it's bigger than alcohol addictions oh, yeah. it's bigger than drug addictions when you go about and you see the amount of morbidly obese people oh. it's sickening i mean i mean you can't go to me you can't go by weight i mean when you look at andy andy's about 23 stone if he stepped yeah. in the nhs scales they would be like you're morbidly obese Oh, me he's too. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. His body fat—he's yep. minimal body fat. He's—he's he's very lean. Yep. He lives a healthy lifestyle. His weight training—I mean, his training sessions are crazy, and he eats good as he follows his car back loading diet. And it's like you—you you can't go by on the scales, but you see these people. And, oh, I know. Oh my God! It's just—it's became socially acceptable. To no, oh yes, yeah, definitely. And you can't call someone fat because nope. you offend them. Yeah. And then people are allowed <laughs> to get fat, and we'll just treat them on the NHS for being fat. And it's like that's—that's that's not good. Folk are getting gastric bands in the NHS because it's a case of I just ate. I want to get a quick fix. Give yep. me that. It'll yep. solve everything. And it's not because you have to educate people. You have to get them to understand what they're doing wrong and. They have to get a healthier life. They have to do it for themselves. You can't just do these quick fixes. I see, I see there's people with foot wounds. There's people oh, yeah. with yeah. severe vascular disease and yep. things like that. And it's all down to obesity. And it's, yep. I see it's getting younger and younger. The generations are getting younger that are well, achieving, like, achieving this. You shouldn't be getting diabetes no. to the age of like 40, 50. That was like the age, like type yeah. 2 diabetes out 40, 50. Now it's hitting yep. kids yep. and people at 30. I mean, yep. it's, it's crazy. It's terrible. Well, you know, it's like everything. Like I was uh, listening to some some early because pitchers were, are uh, down in Florida now for Major League Baseball, and that's one of the few sports besides obviously WSM or anything like that or hockey that I follow. I really don't follow anything else anymore. Um, but they were talking about how the shift is even happening now at a managerial level, and this is. This all winds into everything we're seeing that's going on because acceptability, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings yeah. and this and that. And they're saying how a lot of these clubs are getting very analytical, meaning they're having general managers or people at the top basically telling how these managers how to run their team. Now, yeah. they're saying this is going to be better. Well, I got news for you. If you can't think from the gut, you're no good, all right? You're not going to last. And... This is what I, this is what it comes down to. 
they're watering every single thing they can down, whether it's yeah. diabetes, you know, you know, obviously being overweight. We're seeing sports. If you enjoy sports, I don't like a lot of it now at all. Um, it's being watered down to the point now. It's like, you know, I can remember, you know, going back and watch, I don't, I haven't watched football, American football, probably in ten years. But there, yeah. there was a time when you might have one or two really elite teams. Well, what they've done now is they've broken the league down so bad because they don't want anybody being a top gun for a number of years. That, to me, that ruins the game. What are you competing for? All right? It'd be like you. You go in and you compete, say, against uh, six women, and you're the one that gets the perfect score. But the one below you, the one below all the way down, they want you to give... 25 points of your win so the next one feels better than the next one down i mean uh, you would be like what are you kidding me well well how, how do you how do you create structures of good people especially kids coming up how do you uh, i'll give you a for instance all my nieces and nephews, uh, and and I, I'm going to brag a little bit. I mean, they just got their report cards. The two are in high school. They're in the top 1% of grades, and Natalie yeah. Natalie just turned 16. I think potentially should, she could get a scholarship, too, for long-distance runner, for running. I call her the road runner. I mean, she is tall and lean and fast as hell, all right? Fantastic. Now, my other niece, Suzanne... Um, you want to see a volleyball player? Holy cow! I mean, she's a freshman playing senior. Okay, um, yeah. tall, real lean, but just firepower, strong. Now, my other and and the other ones were all dynamite. And Olivia told me when I was over at Natalie's birthday a few weeks ago. I always say to her because she's more, she's more mute. Well, they're all very musically inclined and they draw, but Livy is not. A great athlete. That's just the way it is. Yeah. But but she's she's like a kid. I think that could come and run a business with you at eleven years old. She's got those yeah. skills. You know what I mean. So I say to her like this. I said, "How's school, Liv? Eh, it's all right." And I was like, "What do you mean it's all right?" I said, "Something going on? Somebody bothering you?" She's like, "No." But what's happened is she's in like all the AP classes. She yeah. said they've started bringing a lot of these kids in that can't keep up. And I said, well, what does that mean to you? She goes, I'm not finding school very interesting anymore, and they're slowing me down. And I'm saying to myself, you got to nip that in the bud quick. Because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying she'd get in any trouble, but that's what happens. You lose you want the smarter kids. kids. You want, yeah. You want, yeah. So you want them to look up to folk like, yeah. um, yep. like, yep. folk like Andy and things yep. like that. You want them to think, yep. oh, I want to be that. I want to right. get into sport. You right. want to give your kid the best opportunity. Yeah. But if, if you can't control the parents yep. for their bad habits, the kids are just going to learn from the parents. Yep. I mean, more people die from diabetic complications than cancer. Sure. You imagine someone yep. coming into a doctor's office and the guy says, you've just been diagnosed with type uh, 2 diabetes. I know. You're morbidly obese. You better change your life around because do you know you've got more chance of dying from diabetes than cancer? Yeah. That person would put in a severe letter complaint about that GP Yep. Lack of empathy, yep. everything like that. Yet they've just got as much of a death sentence as cancer. Sure, or if not, they've got more of a death more. sentence yeah. than cancer. Yep. But you can't say that because you're offending them because you're telling them their lifestyle is causing them to basically die. It's like I get people into me and they're thirty odd stone and they're like, my knees are sore. 
I'm sorry, but th- th- are you missing something? Is there, is there's a reason why your knees are sore. Yep. It's because your body isn't designed to carry about that much weight. Yep. Um, it's it's not. That's why you're, you're not mobile. You're just sitting in a chair eating all day. You're not moving about. That that's why your knees are sore. I can't fix that. No. You have to lose weight to fix that. But you you have to watch what you say because people take offence and it's. It's a shame because, see, you just have to go into a local swimming pool and look at the amount of kids that are more Oh, my God. And you know what, too? This is the thing you, you see over here with everything. It's like you said, you get you can't say anything to people because if it's your livelihood, they'll go over your head, and the next thing you know, you'll be terminated. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you got that, that stain on your resume, and how are you going to talk out of that? Because... All these companies now, that's how they operate. You see, somebody, somebody supposedly gets in trouble, right? They either get rid of them or they get them out of the way. It's like yeah. you're, you're guilty now until you're proven innocent. And it's the same way with the kids. Like when I was talking about Olivia, you don't take these kids and make them do what the ones can't do now. Yeah. You bring, Like you're talking about Andy. You bring them up to Olivia's level. All right? That's yeah. what you do. But no, 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 no. We don't want to do that because uh, everything you see now, it's like all all the college kids, you know, the snowflakes, all that. Oh, you shouldn't call us that because, you know, you're going to ruin us for the rest of your life. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what, man. If you need a safe corner to hide in and you need to play with Play-Doh at 20 years old, you got some serious problems, yeah. my friend. You do. There's a lot of things as well. It's all based on stats and things like yep. that. I mean, yep. And um, my, my wee brother and sister at, at school, and they're at a bit where they're sitting at exams and things. But see if they don't think you're going to pass hires and things and you're not going to do well in fifth year and sixth year, they yep. encourage you to leave at fourth year. Wow. And the only reason they do that is so that it doesn't affect their stats. So right, there's a yeah. higher passing. Yep. Yep. Um, peoples and things and it's wrong yeah. That, yeah. that should not be you should give everyone the opportunity you should encourage everyone yep. I mean it's, it's all we all base our things around stats and things and it's all manipulated you know what they need to do they need to go out in the cold cold weather and go find some stones and get with it do you know what that is exactly what <laughs> they need to do <laughs> yep. definitely <laughs> yep. that's what I would say well Kara why don't you Um, we're, we're near the end of the show why don't you summarize anything give out any of the websites um, let me give out my information, hang on, and we'll figure out when we'll get you on here in the next month or two. How's that? Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Because um, next couple of months, I've done my two powerlifting competitions, yep, yep, yep. looking to move on to the next level. Again, more stones. I've, I'm determined I want to visit every manhood stone that is on that website. Nice. Um, even my wee dog. My wee dog is the I dog saw the, dog. the most of the manhood stones. She's now <laughs> nine under... She now, it's a shame, you take her down the beach and she just like stands in a rock as if to say, right, you're going to take a picture of me. She doesn't have a clue what she's doing, she just thinks she's just standing stones and clothes. Um, so yeah, um, get more manhood stones under her belt. Um, yep. and I, I love seeing Andy improve and, and um, lift the stones as well. As I say, the wee, the wee picture, there's me sitting on it's the, the plinth bit of the putrick and he's walking towards it. Yep. We've done a wee mem thing. She likes me to impress her, so like, I, I love doing that. I think it's great. It's meeting more and more nice people that are very enthusiastic about the stone lifting. Yep. Um, so yeah, so many good things to look forward to this year. Absolutely. Um, and he's also competing in a stone champ, the World Stone Lifting Championship. Now um, it's in Norway. Oh, Norway! So awesome. He's um, he's competing in that in June, which would be really good to see as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, loads and loads of exciting things uh, this love year it. to come. So. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to uh, com. Winners and Champions, Inc. Also, too, we talk about our Prosperity Consciousness page. That is a page where we believe that it's always good to give back. And that was one of the things before. I think I was coming from too much lack. But if you go out there and read that, because we give, 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 and prosperity consciousness is basically it's great to give, but you should receive back. And there's some people obviously have sent donations in, but anything you can contribute to both businesses is always, always appreciated. Everything is out there, what you'll get for $25, 50 and $100. It goes right to my PayPal account, and uh, away you go. So take a look at that. It's very important because... This is a very expensive show to produce, and when we have this gentleman on Monday, you're going to see how far I have come with everybody's help here. Um, it doesn't happen by accident, and it doesn't happen by not working hard, because, I mean, I'm running another business, just like Kara's doing, and I'm lifting because I want to get everywhere overseas i want to get out to utah with our pal ryan stewart who's discovered a bunch of stones so it costs money it's a lot of time and uh we're still here and we always will be believe me so look at that also go out to um motivation and slash category slash podcast today is tuesday uh, let's see, tomorrow, one, two, three, I'm going to have this show up with, with no problems Friday, because we got Mark Haydock going up tomorrow, we got Eric Gutman the next day, then Kara, we got Paul Firepower Gray on tomorrow, and I can't remember, there's like two or three more shows to round out the week, and then we've got the big announcement for Monday, um, so check all that stuff out. Um, because this will be the second show of many, I hope, with Kara, and we'll keep going. Also, to go out to um, our uh, MotivationMuscle.com, our free newsletter. Um, get on the list. Uh, join up. Also, too, don't forget about our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength. And if I remember the last one, because I've got so many things on my head, Real Power, go out there, subscribe to it. There's going to be more and more stuff. And don't forget, too, I announced that we usually only do one, but Frank DeMeo is a super guy, and he's a good, good friend. Uh, go out. You want to get on. If you want to get certified, it's uh, macefit.com, but you can contact Frank at 941-228-8341. Tell him motivation and muscle sent you, too, when you register with him. Um, let me think. Uh, if there's a show you like Karen and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. Um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. Um, we appreciate that. We're on AHA directory. That's AHA. You can get M&M in your car 24-7. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words of inspiration. In case you don't know, if you haven't listened... Five words can change your life. My mom, sage words forever. She still says it. Um, it's not very hard. You know, when you see somebody, give them a, a smile or hello. Just be decent to them because that might be all they get that day. There's a lot of lonely hearts out there. And with Valentine's Day coming up, 
man, oh, man, there's a lot of people that go right down the chute because they feel they don't have someone. Remember this. You're important. You will never have anyone unless you construct yourself and be yourself and be confident because no one's going to take a chance on you then. So maybe if you don't have someone on Valentine's Day this year, you heed these words, change yourself, and I guarantee you, you will see things happen. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, uh, push it, press it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. As the great Hoose of Steel Stone Crusher says in blood red, domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. Russell Fur, he always says when he listens to our shows, he swears there's testosterone dripping out of the speakers. That's just the way it's always going to be, folks. Um, we run an aggressive show, but we, even when we come up with problems, you never walk away scratching your head saying, well, the guy, guys are guy and girl like tonight. They didn't give me one bit of a solution. A lot of people do that. That's not our game here. Our end game is to make you great, to make you a genius, literally, and I mean that. So think about those things. Frank Klein, my greatest college professor in business, repetition, repetition, repetition. Uh, winners never quit. Quitters never win. My dad, among many things, um, be a leader, not a follower. Very, very important. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, he'll be four years. We lost John to cancer in August. He would walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. John, my father, Frank, I wish they were alive. I'm not kidding. They're alive in my heart and my head. I would love to have the three of them around with me, and we would do podcasts with certain people because I've had people ask me things about all of them. I'm telling you, these guys were no nonsense. If you don't want to hear the truth, don't ask. But I will tell you this. They were men that would stand with any woman or any any guy. We were talking about that yesterday, my brother and I, how my sister's kids, you know, the four girls and Danny um, and Galen too, um, they would have had my dad wound around their fingers. But I'll tell you what, the old man, when we were kids, you didn't mess around with him. I mean, that was full-blood Italian. They played for keeps. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, he, he said something. You better pay attention quick. And uh, if it wasn't for him, I'm sure that I never would have lasted in either one of these businesses because of the strength he taught me. Um, I owe him a debt like you wouldn't believe. Also, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred more of your friends we're coming. We're not going to kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Be a part of the family. Join the revolution. Don't forget about the Manly Men's Movement out on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Start a thread. Look at the books we are putting out. We're going to have more and more affiliates for supplements. Not a lot either. You know, it'll be like Dr. Wong and a few others. Things that are legit that you're not getting ripped off for. That's the main thing. But start the conversation. What's on your mind? Read some of these books. Get involved with the mental aspects of everything going on. It's very important, and we're going to get into that more and more and more. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there anyone else I want to? Oh, Les Brown. You all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. Who would say that in today's world? Not many people. I know Carol would. I know Andy would. I know Martin. I know a lot. Bill Crawford, all of them. I know the people that stick with you. 
Um, you know, we've had a lot of people come and go here, um, whether they wanted to or we just no longer did the thing. Clint Darden, who's a dynamite guy, if you're not friends with him, go out and look at what Clint's done. I mean, Clint's been so sick over the years. Incredible lifter. He's from Greece. Originally, he's from Kentucky because he's pals with Brandy Holloman, who's another great woman here. I love Brandy. Unbelievable. But, um, you know, he said to me a long time ago, this was a couple years ago when he was talking about me and the show and how much talent he felt about the show. And he said, Eric, I'm going to tell you something you probably never thought of. And I was like, what's that, Clint? He said, people are going to come and go with your show. He goes, I can tell no matter what, you know where you're going. You might having, you might not have the whole idea or not, but he, some, he said people are just going to drop off. He says what you're doing is going to be too much, or they just don't want to do it, or they go and do their own. That's fine, man, because I wish everybody success. But I do know where we're going. I don't have everything plotted out, but this will be a national radio show. Carol will be on here like a lot of other family members here. This is going to be the biggest thing you've ever seen in radio. That's how I look at it. There's a lot of people out there, but they're not me, and they don't bring New York to it, and that's the way it is. Also, too... Um, I think that might be it. Kara, happy new year. It's an honor to have you on. I am so glad to have these strong women on here. And I don't mean the way they talk about it here with all that. I mean, truly women that care, that love to do it. I mean, it's very inspiring to hear you say, you know, you're out with everybody, guys, women, you know, the whole deal. And you're out in the middle of nowhere in the pouring rain and you're having the time of your life. That is what life to me is all about. It's not all this small, petty bullshit about everything. But I'm glad you're with us and you represent us and yourself. Incredible. And I want to thank you for being on. No, thank you for having me on. It's been great. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome, and it's always good to have you. So, like I said, we'll have the show up Friday, barring anything, if not Saturday at the latest. Um, but we'll get Kara after she gets done with her powerlifting meets. We'll get her back on here. We'll get an update on everything, and we'll go for there. So, for Kara Shaw, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. Like I said, Paul Fire Gray, by the time you listen to it, he'll already have been on. But look, you look at the shows, go back and listen to the last few shows. I did a two-hour show almost with Martin Janzik the other day. That went up yesterday. The Ryan Stewart shows up. Um, um, uh, Bill Crawford. I mean, it's an endless stream of just people, man. And I don't know anybody that's got content like this out there. Not to the point where it's going to teach you and inspire you. So as I said, have a great week, everyone. We will talk to you soon. And this show will be up, like I said, Friday, Saturday at the latest. But I will try with all my power to get this up Friday. Have a great week, everyone. And as I said, Life is always going to ask something for you. Shoulder the responsibility and do it. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.